Welcome everyone to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. On this edition of our show, I'll be joined by Hall of Fame head coach, Muffet McGraw. Muffet, also here at the NCAA convention, has been awarded the Pat Summit Award, which is uh, one of the highest honors, certainly, at the convention year after year since it has been uh, awarded. Uh, let's first deal with that. Your initial reaction when you heard that you were getting the Pat Summit Award. Well, I was very humbled by it because Pat Summit is somebody who I've always admired. I kind of aspired to be her. You know, she was the one in women's basketball that everybody just said if there was something, legislation, recruiting, it was a new rule coming in, what does Pat think? You know, she was the one that cared about the game and growing the game. She didn't care about it, is it good for Tennessee or not. She just cared about the game. And just to have an award with her name on it, I, I think it's really humbling. What was it about, even more so about her, that for other women's basketball coaches and players that they you know, saw that what she was able to accomplish uh, and pay it forward constantly because her her tree is everywhere in the sport that has been so beneficial to others. Well, she was such a teacher and she was somebody that was always willing to help anybody else. If I would sit beside her in a recruiting thing, we'd, you know, I'd kind of get out the paper and go like, what do you think about this? And um, I used, called her after one of the games because I was 0-20 against my first 20 games, didn't win a game. One game, she brought her team back out and had them run sprints on my court because they didn't get enough of a workout in that beat down they put on us that night. Uh, so I called her one time and I said, how about we trade scouting reports? Not that you're interested in what I have to say about your team because there's nothing to say, but help me. You know, what did you think about the way we did some things? And she was, we were on the phone for 40 minutes during the season, you know, after a game. So she was somebody that was always just wanted to make people get better. I know at different points in life and some of us are more fortunate than others, uh, not me, but I mean, you get to a point where you get to appreciate what you have accomplished. And something like this tells more of the world, you have the Hall of Fame and now this, that you have accomplished a lot. Um, how, how does that make you feel that you have now continuously be rec been recognized for all the wonderful things that you were able to do in this sport? I think once I retired, I was kind of able to look back and go like, dang, we did some pretty cool things. But when you're in it and, you know, as, as a coach, you're just like, it's the next game. It's all about the next game. And then it's about the next season. And you never really have time to enjoy it. And that's looking back. I kind of wish I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, but it's really kind of amazing now to be retired and out of the game for a few years and still be recognized. Um, I think that makes it even more special. From where you started to where it is now, how has the women's game changed? Well, the talent has gotten so much better. I think the talent is tremendous. Uh, I think the coaching has really improved. Uh, we've got a lot of terrific coaches in our game. But I think the parity is what we've been trying to get to. You know, we had Tennessee. They, they were the ones. And then Connecticut took over. And now you're seeing different teams. And I think we finally got to that point in our game where you're going to see a competitive game no matter where you look. So to that point, what did it mean to, to win a national championship to, to sort of break through because there had been that stranglehold, Tennessee, UConn, uh, and now recently we've seen some other teams, you know, whether it's Notre Dame or Baylor or South Carolina, you know, to get in there. I think it's good for the game. I think it's great that people can look and not at the beginning of the year go, oh, they're the number one season, they're going to get to the Final Four. Now you're like, I, I don't know what's going to happen at the end. So I, I think it really helps with the fans to have different teams get in. I, I think that we have so many of the networks, you know, with every conference really having their own network, you get to see a lot more games, you get to hear about a lot more of the players. And that's what we need to get to because it was really just a lot about Connecticut 
and that's all you really heard about. And now I think it's really broadened to you seeing about a lot of other schools. Final fours, clearly, certainly last year, and I'm sure we'll see more this year in Dallas. Um, it, it just, it's risen to another level in terms of the attention. And even, you know, obviously what happened a couple of years ago, now the amenities and the way the student athletes are treated. Uh, how have you seen that grow uh, in terms of the way the championship has improved? Well, we, we had our issues, you know, two years yes. ago when we compared men and women straight up and we were really lacking on the women's side. We, we didn't feel like we were valued and we didn't get the same things that the men got. And I think that there's been a lot of changes made. And I think that now we're looking at a more equal kind of playing field there, which is something we needed to do a long time ago. And we still have some work to do. I mean, we, we're not there yet. And I think that's that's one of the things that has to improve uh, in order for us to make that next move, because the media, the marketing, all those things really play into who's watching the game? How are we marketing the women's game? And when we do a better job of that, I think more people are going to get interested in it. Women coaches, women coaching women. And I'm not saying men can't coach, and there's been highly successful, obviously, men coaching women. But where are we on the feeder system of continuing to get more women into the coaching ranks, assistance into that larger pool as those hires are made? We're not doing a very good job of that. You know, before Title IX, back in the 70s, 90% of the coaches of all women's sports were women. 90%, now we're at 40%. So we have a long way to go. And I'm hoping this new legislation the NCAA is talking about right now, passing that we can have two more coaches, I hope we can hire young women. Get these women coming from the WNBA. Uh, get the women that are um, just coming out and want to get a start somewhere, but you, you wanted somebody with experience. You didn't want to hire somebody. Now you can hire them and give them that experience. And that's what we need. We need more women coaching women. The men that are in our game, they need to hire women. They need to try to be mentors for women. You look at some staffs, there's a male head coach with a couple of male assistants. That's not what I want to see in women's basketball. I want to see women coaching women. You know, a lot of times coaches don't know when is the right time. Um, how did you know it was the right time? I mean, good health, you know, you're energetic, but it was the right time to walk away. I think I should have left a year earlier. I, you know, my plan was we're going to win back-to-back -back championships and then we lost in the final. And I thought, I don't know. I, I think I'm ready, but I don't know. And you, you want to be sure. So I came in the next year and, uh, and the whole season was pretty much one of, I really should have left last year. I was so ready. I, I think the, the stress of being in that situation, um, you don't enjoy it as much because it's all about winning when you're at the top and uh, recruiting and it's, it's a constant. It's like you're on a treadmill and you just can't get off. And I think for me, I wanted to do other things. I'm interested in politics. I'm interested in what's going on in the world. I'm interested in promoting women and being an activist and helping women. I wanted to do other things. And so it was really an easy choice. And I have to say, I really, I don't miss, I don't miss the grind at all. How has the game from afar now, even since you left, with the transfer portal, with NIL, how has that made it even more challenging for head coaches and assistants? I think it's a really untenable situation. It's only getting worse. Uh, I hate where we are right now as a sport. I think college athletics is really in trouble. I think we have to make some changes and we've got to be able to, to do it. And I don't know what it's going to take, but if we're waiting for Congress to do it, that's not going to happen. So we need to figure it out. We got ourselves into this mess. We need to get ourselves out of it. I think that we're looking at the wrong things. You know, we're supposed to be teaching these kids life skills and values. Now it's about how much money can you give me? Uh, you know, they're going to the highest bidder. Oh, it didn't work out for me here. I don't want to wait my turn. You know, kids used to come in as a freshman and they'd play behind a junior or a senior. They'd wait their turn and then junior and senior year, they'd be the starter. They don't want that anymore. It's instant gratification. I think we're in a bad place and I don't think we're teaching them 
the right skills by allowing them to just move around, do whatever they want, and take money from whoever will give it to them. On the flip side, I think when this initially happened, the perception was, oh, football, men's basketball, but we're seeing female athletes in a variety of sports do very well in the NIL space and really have excelled and more than likely that will continue. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think if you look at the top 20, there are a lot of women in there. They're very high profile female athletes of all different sports and they are making some money, but that's, it's a really small group when you look at the thousands of athletes that we have. I don't think on the women's side it's making as big an impact, I think just for a select few. Where on the men's side, I think, you know, in football especially and, and men's basketball, it's, it's such a big recruiting tool and they're just using that money. Um, you know, I know Notre Dame had a quarterback that I think we were expecting to get and all of a sudden he turned up somewhere else because he got a million dollars or whatever. So I, I think it's really affecting football and men's basketball more, but it's, it's going to trickle down to the women's sports. You were at Notre Dame quite a while. Um, that also is a trend that has not stayed as long where one coach, whether it's men's basketball, women's basketball, stays in one place. How hard is that to do today? You know, I think it's hard, but I think women are very loyal. And I think that is the thing with women. They, they don't want to move because they're trying to keep their family in one spot. It's a little bit more difficult for them. Um, and I think they, they like to say, I'm going to stay here because you're the one that gave me a chance. Whereas men, I think sometimes are not as interested in that. They're interested in finding the next best position for them. So I think that makes a difference. And I think maybe that's why we're not hiring as many women. They don't want to move. And lastly, your, your legacy here, I mean, obviously, as I said, the Hall of Fame and now uh, the Summit Award. Um, when you look back, what are you most proud of? I am most proud of the players that I had some impact on. I think when I look at what they've accomplished, how they've gone out into the world, the things that they've been able to do, how I've given them the, the voice, empowered them to have the confidence to go out and be leaders in their community, in the WNBA or whatever field they're in. And it just makes me so proud when I look at the product that we, that we put on the floor, but it's the people really that I'm most proud of. Well, congratulations again. Thanks, Andy. And as always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived. Tons of great conversations like this one with Muffet McGraw are there. Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs>